Welcome to Tallgrass at the Well in our PJ party. Is everyone in their PJs? Got them? Zoom has been great for Tallgrass Church over the this pandemic season. Oh. So it just kind of happened that there is a culmination of all these events at once that is pushing us to Zoom today. The extreme cold, there's a lot of sickness, um, and there's people traveling. And so I'm actually very thankful that we're on Zoom right now. So uh, I think this is the way to go. We're going we're gonna to kick off uh, 2022 talking about Word of the Year, have an opportunity to see faces, begin to learn names. So yeah, I, I appreciate seeing people's names on here. Uh, we have initiated our, our first combined church, so Tallgrass Church in the Well. Uh, this is our first uh, fully merged uh, Sunday gathering. So um, we have initiated a, a directory. And so if, if we have your email and you're, you've uh, given us that permission, you've been invited to that. And, and we hope to take some time at our after party to answer questions and help make sure everyone's squared away there. Um, so uh, part of the great thing about Zoom is, is you can use the chat function. And I welcome you to use chat function continuously kind of throughout our gathering today. Uh, so there'll be a lot going on. They'll, I'll be sharing some things. Um, I'm going to mute the Goodmans here. Um, and then, um, yeah, you're welcome to use that chat function just as we go. And then you can even private chat people. So if you want to have a side conversation, I, I'm giving you permission today to do that. So on a Sunday morning when we're in person, you know, that side conversation can be really distracting. But here on Zoom, you know, we won't even know it's happening. So feel free to do that. Although make sure you're sending the message to the intended person. Um, so first of all, uh, let's celebrate the first Sunday gathering, Tallgrass Church at the Well. Uh, let's, uh, we can all unmute. Give it up for our first Sunday together. I mean, how do we unmute? Every, it's been a while since I've ran Zoom like this. I think um, we've got to do it. Oh, you've got to unmute yourself. If you want to celebrate, if you want to give a hoop and a holler, if you want to give a reaction, a celebratory reaction. Uh, here you go. I'm seeing yawns. I'm seeing Dylan yawn. <laughs> I'm seeing a woo-woo. Okay, all right. I'm seeing Bridget's getting pumped. We're getting pumped. Okay. Hey, you know what? That's kind of how I think it has been. Oh, there we go. Josh is is uh, is getting this hype as well. That's kind of how it's felt coming out of 2021 into 2022. Kind of this slow, let's try to rebuild some enthusiasm for life. So... At least that's what I felt coming out of COVID uh, quarantine over Christmas break. So, man, um, that's okay. This is our first gathering. We're excited for everyone who's who's zooming in here. Um, <clears throat> so, in continuation with the feel of 2021 into 2022, and by the way, uh, I'd encourage you to think about your favorite meme that describes 2021. And maybe during the after party, we'll have a chance to share those. I have a few that come to mind. Um, all right. So we have a dumpster fire floating down the street. And I don't know if that resonates with anyone in here at all. A dumpster, a seemingly never-ending dumpster fire. The dumpster fire just won't go out, and it's floating down the street. Um, such an admixture of emotion uh, this year, at least that I felt, um, and I don't know 
as we think about um, speaking from the text, we, we think about the, what the text of the Word of God says. We think about our culture. We think about what's going on in us and our audience. And I just wonder if this meme kind of captures where we're at right now and all of the above, our culture, many of us personally, our community. Um, I, I, had a, I had a story even the, the last day of this year that um, kind of captured my 2021. So d- during the pandemic, we, we continued to do our, our, our prayer time weekly. Uh, we, we went to Zoom. There was one, one morning where Matthias and I were praying an early Wednesday morning. Um, I was out in my front porch on Zoom praying with Matthias, and then I heard, all of a sudden, I heard uh, a shattering of glass, and I thought, oh my goodness, I think someone just hit my truck and shattered the the side mirror. So I ran over, and sure enough, someone had shattered the the mirror of the side of my truck, and uh, I immediately was filled with anger, and I saw the person just at the, the stoplight turning left. And so while I was in the middle of praying for our community with Matthias, another brother in Christ, uh, someone had just ran into my truck and just a hit and run. They kept going. So I've never fixed that mirror. It's a, it's an easy fix, but my truck's a 95 Ford F-150. I mean, all our vehicles are kind of battered and bruised and not too into the aesthetics. However, on, on Friday, last day of 2021, I, I was going to help someone uh, move some tables with my truck. And I saw that someone had replaced the mirror on the side, the side, um, the side mirror. And my heart was filled with joy. I was like, this is the perfect way to end 2021. Uh, they actually had put a little um, uh, a little um, thing at the bottom that was the tall grass motto, motto, because God first loved us, we exist to love God and love our neighbors. And my heart was filled with joy. I thought, wow, this has been a hard year. And if you've been a part of our church, um, either the well or Tallgrass Church, or you've been a part of us coming together, uh, you know it's been a hard year. It's been a hard year. I mean, that's one of the reasons that we've pursued this merger is it's been hard for our churches as well. And so my heart was filled with joy, and I thought, yes, this is awesome. Uh, someone is cares for me, and I don't even know who put that, who replaced that mirror, but my heart was filled with joy. Then I go and help my friend move these tables, and I go and I shut my truck door like normal, and I hear this breaking of glass. And sure enough, my my newly replaced mirror, I hope you guys can see that. Oh, I need to put it right here. Can you see that? My newly replaced mirror that has our little motto down here, because God first loved us, we exist to love God and love our neighbors, had fallen off and broken. And I thought, oh my goodness, that is just perfect. Right when you think things are turning the corner, things are getting good, that last little good thing, even that is, is broken. And so that's what I have felt this year. And I, I, I feel that collectively from our community. Um, 2019 into 2020, people were like, yes, 2019 was hard. Next year is going to be great. Then the pandemic hits. We think 2020 was hard, but we're, we've turned this corner. We, uh, we're going we're gonna to head into 2021. Things are going to be awesome. And then by the time January 6th rolled around, I think there was a, a collective discouragement, despair as well. And I haven't even heard people talk about 2022 being amazing yet. Um, but that's okay. Even in our own community, 
um, as we celebrate new births, we, we've lamented miscarriages, we've walked with people through major sicknesses and illnesses. It's, it's been really, really tough. But as I saw this meme, um, this dumpster fire, never-ending dumpster fire floating down the, uh, the, the street, I thought maybe, maybe this dumpster fire is actually headed somewhere. And I, I thought, you know, God led his people by a fire at night, right? And he led them through the Red Sea to the promised land. So that's what I've been thinking. Maybe that's what all of this is, is this is taking us together somewhere much better. But we don't know how long it's going to take to get there. So it's kind of into that context, actually, that I want to invite us into the word of the year, spiritual discipline. So you may want to have a... Um, you know, a, note, uh, a journal or a sheet of paper on hand. If you like to, it's a good time to even now start journaling, processing, bringing curiosity to what maybe a word of the year could be for you. I've also shared here a word of the year worksheet. And this, this is essentially bringing curiosity to what God might be up to in your life, a, a, a word that would orient you and help give you some guidance, some direction uh, to focus on this year. And um, a grace-based word, um, here, let me give you some more instructions here, kind of in a nutshell what that word of the year worksheet is. Um, so begin thinking about a word, and, and, and it's okay if you don't have a word yet. Like that's part of what this time is, is to begin that discernment process and, and to bring curiosity about what might God be up to in your life and what might be an orienting or key scripture that you can commit to memory, that you can build towards, and why would you choose that word, and who's cheering you on, and, and what's your plan for growth? So I encourage you to grab a, a journal, something else to write in, um, and we can keep this chat active as we go, and also grab a Bible if you want to follow along, because we're going to look a little bit at Moses' life as we consider word of the year, and as we go, we're going to consider um, four C's. Uh, that I that I think um, can can help invite us into uh, not just a fun activity as a community, but a, a deeply um, spiritually formative activity if we can all do this together. So four C's, um, word of the year. I would love to just pray for us and um, keep my technology flowing here. See who's with us. Okay, Father, thanks for the morning and. Um, it's funny that that the the memes that come to my mind to wrap up 2021 and head into 2022 are in many ways even being experienced this morning as we um, as we struggled to get the the music going and as as all the technology is is kind of glitchy but it's also helpful and and um, as the, the reason that we're even doing this is because there's been sickness and it's it's very cold out. Um, I pray that even in this moment that you would help slow down our hearts, help calm our spirits, and help us to bring curiosity to what you're doing in each of our lives individually, but even the, the life of our church as a whole. So Lord, we, we invite you uh, to, to help us with that. We love you, and it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Okay, again, so 
word of the year. We're going to uh, talk about this uh, this morning and in the weeks to come. And it's going to be great because the next eight weeks, we're going to be in the Gospel of Mark, and we're going to be looking at the, the ways of Jesus, the practices of Jesus, the, the spiritual disciplines that Jesus had. This will be a great opportunity for you to apply those to the word of the year that you discern in your own life. The first C I want to share is uh, curiosity. There we go. There we go. How's that for PowerPoint? Curiosity. So in the life of Moses, I want you to consider Moses. So if you if you have your scriptures and you want to follow along, we're kind of right around Exodus 2. Um, so Moses grew up uh, in, in Egypt, if you remember that. So he, he was an Israelite. He was a Hebrew. Um, he was a Hebrew who grew up in Egypt and learned all about Egyptian custom, religion, he, everything about Egypt. So he grew up I'm sure uh, his family of origin issues ran deep. You know, he grew up as a person of privilege and honor, but yet eventually his people were enslaved and he's probably had a, a whole bunch going on internally related to his, his identity, his emotions, his trying to understand who he was. And we read in Acts 7, 23 and 24, that when he was 40 years old, so think about this. Moses is a 40-year-old man it came into his heart to visit his brothers. So he, he takes a step down from his place of prominence and prestige to visit his brothers, the children of Israel. And he sees one of them being wronged. And he is moved. He has a heart of, of justice. He wants to see justice done. And he says he defended the oppressed man and he killed the Egyptian. So even at that age, 40 years, think about that, 40 years old in, he wants to do something right but yet his anger gets the best of him, and he kills an Egyptian. So he flees the area. And it says, uh, during those, those many days, the king of Egypt, uh, this is Exodus 2, 23 and 20 to 25, the people of Israel, they groaned because of their slavery, and they cried for help. They cry, their cry for rescue from slavery came up to God, and God heard their groaning. God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob, and God saw the people of Israel. And God knew. So we have a lot going on here. We have Moses, who who had the right thing in mind. Uh, he wanted to do something great in the life of his people, but yet he was hampered by this anger, this impatience, and he had killed a man. So he is a fugitive. He is fleed, but yet God sees and God wants to rescue his people. So we learn in Acts seven that it's forty years past. So think about that. Moses killed an Egyptian at age 40. 40 years have passed now. So he is 80 years old. He is an older gentleman by this time. And an angel appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai in a flame of fire in a bush. Now talk about a long, slow process of spiritual formation. Uh, we live in a society and a culture that we want instant gratification, right? We want to read the self-help book and get the fix next week. But this is a man, Moses, who is 80 years old now. And finally, God shows up in a burning bush. This is a long, long, long view of spiritual formation. 
So in Exodus 3, we read, Moses is keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro. He led his flock uh, to the wilderness, and an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush was burning, and it was not yet consumed. So just pause there. I, I think about that never-ending dumpster fire. You're just watching it, waiting for it to go out. I mean, it's just like these fires in Colorado or, or anywhere. You're waiting for the fire to go out. But Moses sees this fire is not going out. And how long must he have stood there and watched, waiting for the fire to go out? And it just keeps burning, keeps burning on and on and on. So Moses says, I will turn aside to see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. So you could paraphrase that and say, Moses is like, what's going on here? I am so curious. Why is this bush not burning up? I think this is, this is, a, this is Moses, his great curiosity helps him to lean in to see what is happening. He could have just walked right on by, right? And, uh, but yet it says, when the Lord saw his curiosity, there we go. Thanks for the chat action there. When the Lord saw that Moses turned aside, God called to him from the bush, Moses, Moses. So God calls out to Moses in the midst of his curiosity. Think about that. Moses could have just walked right on by that bush, and he would not have been called into the great things that God called him into. But out of his curiosity, God calls him. And then, of course, Moses says, here I am. And then God begins to interact with Moses from that point. So this, this process of curiosity, though, it, it takes time. You've got to stop. You've got to look. You've got to ask the question, what is happening here? Why is this happening? What can I learn from this? And it's in the midst of that curiosity that God calls out and calls you to something calls you uh, to, to your great work in your life, but also to your spiritual growth. I believe that's what was happening with Moses. So God is calling you to greatness, just like Moses, if you'll be curious and pay attention. So in right now, uh, for this first C, curiosity, a few questions. And you're welcome to engage with this via chat if you'd like. And we'll have some time here at the end to unmute. So if you have a journal, this is, these are good questions just to be thinking about. These are ones that I, I want to carve out time to, to reflect on that um, Pastor Josh had encouraged us to, to carve out Sabbath time. These are the types of questions that might be good to engage with over Sabbath. What do you sense God wanting to do in your life right now? Where do you see God's presence? Where do you struggle to see his presence? What things are happening in your life circumstances where you need to lean in and just wait a while? And bring curiosity, bring an inquisitive mind. So that's the first C. Curiosity. I think of that phrase, uh, curiosity killed the cat. But in this case, you could say curiosity saved the world, right? Had Moses not been curious, he would have missed the calling. All right, so curiosity. The next C, as we cons consider 
word of the year cooperation so it's not enough just to be curious and to learn something interesting or something neat but we also have to move towards cooperation with God and with what he's calling us to what he's wanting to do in our lives so if you think about Moses story in his life it took a lot of back and forth engagement with God for him to eventually cooperate with what God wanted to do in and through him. So if you read this story, uh, Exodus 3, verses 7 on, I actually find it really encouraging. There is a, a lot of banter between God and Moses before Moses cooperates. And I find that encouraging because it, uh, even Moses, the man of faith that we read about in Hebrews 11, he didn't just get the call and then immediately go do the marching orders. He, he actually, it took him time until he was ready to cooperate with God. So you can read in Exodus 3, 7, uh, Moses said, I've seen the affliction of my people. I've come down. I've come to deliver them. God says, I am ready to deliver them. I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people out. And then Moses, his response. I don't know if you remember this, if you're familiar with the story. He said, well, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children out? And then God responds, I will be with you. This will be a sign for you that I've sent you. When I brought the people out, you'll serve God on this mountain. And then Moses, he continues to banter back and forth. If I come to them and I say that God has sent me, well, what am I going to tell them? What's your name? Who are you? And God uh, continues to engage with Moses. And that's when he shares, uh, I am who I am. You know, when he, he continues to give more and more words about what he's going to do, God speaking to Moses. But still, you can read in Exodus 4, Moses, he says, but behold, they're not going to believe me. They're not going to listen to my voice. What if they say the Lord isn't with you? The Lord has not appeared to you. And God continues to work with Moses. He says, well, hey, you have this staff. You can turn it into a snake. You know, you might, if you've read the story, you know the story. If you're not familiar with it, you can read it in Exodus 4. But even then, Moses says, Lord, I'm not eloquent. I'm not, I haven't been eloquent in the past or since you've spoken to me. I'm slow of speech. I'm slow of tongue. And God continues to engage with him. And then again, Moses is like, Lord, please send someone else. And eventually God says, okay, I'll send a team. You and Aaron, go do it. And eventually Moses cooperates with God. I think that's a story of, of Moses, but that, that's kind of a, a, the story of most of us. We need to engage with God and come to this point of cooperation when we hear him speak to us. I think of Jacob wrestling with God all through the night. We see that story and he walks away with a limp, but he engaged with God. Think of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane pleading with the Father, you know, if there is any other way, any other way, please let it be. Please de uh, deliver me from this cup of your wrath. But eventually as he worked through that, he cooperated with what, what God the Father had in view for him. So as we bring curiosity, you might sense God pressing into an area that's uncomfortable for you, that maybe doesn't feel as exciting as you would like, but you know that's the voice of God pressing into your life. You need to wrestle with God and come to a point of cooperation with what the Spirit of God is wanting to do in your life. I've been thinking about this a lot as I, I just took on a, 
I'm coaching uh, third and fourth grade boys basketball. And so I'm, I'm pleading with them, please cooperate with what we're explaining and what we're inviting you into. Trust me and the rest of our coaches. We have a great coaching staff, actually, for this third and fourth grade boys basketball. But it, it, they're, they're running around. And you're like, would you please cooperate? And then we will do great things together. So a few questions for you. And again, with word of the year, uh, this isn't just a time where, you know, you're a, a discipline junkie. And so dis you get excited about discipline. So you need to choose that word. Maybe this is a time where it's something that feels far outside of your wheelhouse, like patience. And you need to really lean in and, and, and begin to cooperate with God in this area of your life. So a few questions to consider here. Where is God asking you to cooperate with him? Maybe something's even coming to mind. Um, and if, you, if, you're, if you're, you want help discerning a word, a couple suggestions. If you're married, ask your spouse. They may have a couple ideas for you. Or if you have kids, ask your kids. This last year, um, I, I remember... Um, I was turning 40, and I wanted my word of the year to be something like level up or, or next level or just some intense like, yes, this is going to be amazing. And I was talking with my daughter about that, and she said, hey, Dad, why don't you consider calm or something like that? And I had to really push pause and be curious about why she would suggest that and come to the, yes, that's what I need. I need to, I need to think about cooperating with what God's wanting to do in my life, not just with what I'm wanting to do. So a few questions there. Where are you eager to cooperate with God in your life? And where are there points of resistance or hesitation to cooperate with God and what he's doing? So that's the, the second C. Fourth C. Consistency. You find a word. You make a plan. You stick with it. No failure, no day off. When you say you're going to read that book, you keep reading that book. When you're going to do that Bible reading plan, you know, don't make any mistakes. Wait a second. You feel the pressure rising? Do you sense the impending shame of failure when you don't follow through? So consistency is the word that I would choose for myself. And then when I make mistakes, I would feel utter failure and shame. And I don't know if anyone else out there resonates with that. I'm an, I'm an Enneagram one. So for the few of us who check that box, the inner critic is screaming at me. Um, so I will submit to you graciously the third letter or word is not consistency. Um, I, I'm the kind of guy that wants to have the perfect plan laid out and then execute it flawlessly. The problem is I don't execute my plans flawlessly so I can easily fall into a pattern of guilt and shame and just try to start over and make a new plan. Uh, anyone out there have a lot of unfinished journals laying around? Like you, you, you journal fervently for a few days and then you fall off the bandwagon and you can't just pick it back up and keep going. You have to start over a fresh journal. Or anyone have any unfinished Bible reading plans? You set out you were going to 
read the Bible in a year, but by the time January 4 rolls around, you're so far behind that you got to start over next year. That That's kind of how I'm wired. I have to lean into that unmet and discarded goals, failures, disappointments, lack of consistency. So this may or may not resonate with you, but for, for me and I think some of us who've been trying to walk with Jesus for a while, this can, can resonate. And it's in the midst of all that that I believe Jesus says to me, to us, chill out, relax, follow me, the three mile per hour God, as Josh talked about last week. Jesus is saying, you know, we're going to get to where we need to go but it may not look like you hoped it would, and it may take longer than you wanted it to. So I'm going to encourage us to replace the demand for consistency or perfection with what I would say is our third C, compassion. Specifically, compassion with yourself. I usually use the word kindness. Be kind to yourself, but kind does not start with C, so we're going to go with compassion today. Be compassionate to yourself as you choose a word, as you make a plan, as you invite others to speak into your life, as you're curious, as you seek to cooperate with God. Have compassion on yourself. As we head into these next eight weeks of uh, the way of Jesus in in the Gospel of Mark, we're going to hear a lot of uh, spiritual practices that are going to be awesome. They're going to be great. We're not going to be able to do all of them all the time, really, really well. We need to have a deep, robust compassion with ourselves, patience with ourselves, kindness to ourselves. Got to keep those C's flowing, yes. Um, I think about Moses in his life. Uh, Sometimes I wish that I could be a fly on the wall in the meetings uh, between Moses and his therapist, if he had a therapist. Think about that. Think about what that might have been like. Moses meeting with a therapist, trying to work through his family of origin issues, trying to work through the fact that he killed a man at age 40, and then it took a 40 years until God spoke to him through the burning bush, and how, how much he struggled to lead God's people, and how much he was on his face before God, pleading with God. You know, Moses never fully got over his anger, and it cost him big time. Um, We read in Deuteronomy 32 that God says, you will see the land. So the whole goal, the the dumpster fire thing, is taking them to the promised land. That's the whole goal uh, with, with Moses freeing God's people, taking them through the wilderness, the parting of the Red Sea. And you know that Moses never reached the promised land. And it was his own fault. Uh, we read in Numbers 20, there's a situation where, where Moses disobeyed God. He got angry. He lost his temper. And instead of speaking to a rock to provide water for God's people, he took his staff and he beat the rock. He was, he was I don't know how old he was at that time. He must have been 100 years old or so and still dealing with his anger issue. So Moses, I'm sure, um, he, he had to practice the discipline of being kind to himself, being compassionate to himself, as he continued to faithfully seek to lead God's people, even knowing that he would not reach the promised land himself. And that was okay. 
Moses was still the one who spoke to God as a friend would speak to a friend face to face. We read about that. And I believe God wants to befriend you too, uh, even with your ongoing need for change. We all have that need for change that we're not going to attain perfection, but yet God wants to befriend you as he befriended Moses. And when God spoke to Moses and shared with him his name, and I commented on this a couple weeks ago, um, um, God revealed himself to be the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger. God met Moses exactly where his greatest need was. Moses needed to grow to be a patient uh, man who was slow to anger, and he never quite got there. But yet he shows up in Hebrews 11, a man of faith. Uh, In Hebrews 11, it says, by faith Moses, he was hidden for three months, Uh, By faith, Moses, he grew up. He refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated with the people. He considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. This is Moses, the man of faith, who, who enjoys the riches of Christ, but who never entered the promised land because of his own anger. So listen. Um, we need to develop this practice of being compassionate to ourselves. Growth is going to be slow, and that's okay. Growth is going to be slow, and that's okay. I'm going to share real quick here. um, This is a decade in the chat, a decade of my words of the year. And you might read through that. If you know me well, you might read through that and you might think, why don't you revisit that one, Ben? <laughs> why don't you revisit sensitivity or prayerfulness or joy or self-control? Or why don't you revisit compassion or the Greek word there, splagnon? And the thing is, yes, I need to revisit these. Um, as well as I've thought about word of the year, this, this could probably be word of the decade. Maybe we each need to choose word of the decade and just work on that for a whole decade. So I have a century's worth of work right there on that list. And that's okay. That's okay. Spiritual formation, if it's genuine, if the roots are going to be deep, it's going to be slow. It's going to take time. We need to be kind to ourselves. And it is the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. So that's that's good. So a few questions for you all. And Josh, I saw that coffee better be on our, our list here. Maybe we'll have to add a fifth a fifth C word. Um, so a few questions as you consider self-compassion. Where do you need to have compassion on yourself? And what's your inner critic saying to you as you reflect on 2021? Again, this may not resonate with everyone. I think with many of us it will, though. And then how do you or how can you show compassion on yourself? And these questions here, I think this is an opportunity for us to to share with one another. Um, Whether in the after party or here in a little bit or just even in the chat. um, There are some some times when I really need uh, to be kind to myself. There's some go-to Songs and and messages 
that I go to. So I'll share a few of them with you here. I find myself sharing often Andrew Peterson's song called Be Kind to Yourself and thinking about uh, my great desire for growth and to respond to God's calling and how, how I struggle and how I fail so often and how slow it is. There's a, a wonderful sermon by Brennan Manning, a guy who struggled uh, late into his life uh, with alcoholism, called God Loves You As You Are, Not As You Should Be. Such a good um, teaching to be kind to ourselves. The last one I'll share here, and, and this is something that uh, it'd be awesome for us to be able to just have this category in an ongoing way. Jason Upton, a uh, song about J Jacob, Jacob's dream, and Jacob's wrestling with God, and his desire for greatness, but his struggle along that pathway. So that is our fourth, sorry, third uh, C, compassion. Last C that I will share here until we edit and update with coffee. It's contagious. So I think this word of the year idea can catch on with anyone and everyone that has a growth mindset, no matter their faith background. And I, I've actually had wonderful, um, oh, too soon. Oh, yeah, contagious, too soon. Yeah, Omicron variant spreading. It's very contagious. I'm talking about the contagion of word of the year. This would be awesome if it would catch on. I, I love word of the year because it's it's unique. It's individual. It gives me an opportunity to pray for someone in an area where they where they themselves say they would like to grow. And as I've reflected on this, because each year it comes around, uh, we talk about, are we going to push word of the year? Are we going to talk word of the year? And as I've thought about it, I, I, a lot of people's words continue to come to mind. And, and I think about their lives and, and how they can grow and how they've sought to grow. So I think this could be con contagious and that conversations with one another could abound. Not just within our church, but within our with our neighbors, those that we interact with on social media, our family, and we could it would give us an uh, an excuse even to pray for people. Say, hey, this is something that we do in our church. We we talk about a growth word of the year, um, and if someone doesn't believe the Bible, maybe they have a poem or a quote or just some phrase that 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 could replace the scripture, and that's fine. Be, meet them in their own journey of faith. And um, so we're going to have some time here shortly to share uh, if you're already beginning to think of a word of the year. And, and I'm going to jot these down. We haven't figured out exactly where we're going to share these, where we're going to put them. But we're going to figure out a way, kind of like we're figuring out how to do our directory. We're going to figure out a way to get all our words of the year in place so we can share them with one another and so we can be praying very intentionally for one another and invite in neighbors and and uh, friends and family into that process. And we're also going to be doing 21 days of prayer and fasting as a church here in January. And part of that process will be uh, hopefully discerning maybe a word of the year for our church. Um, you know, we had a phrase of the year, or sorry, phrase of the summer, better together. And maybe we can discern a word of the year uh, where God wants to do something awesome in the life of our church. So a few questions Contagious questions right here. Um, so what word of the year are you considering for 2022 and why? 
What key scripture are you thinking of? What resource might you engage with? What, what words of the years have others had over the years that have impacted you? Who could you share with? Who could you invite into this practice? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for us, and then, I, and then we're going to have a time where we can just unmute. We can, we can utilize the chat. We can engage on this topic of word of the year. Lord, I thank you for the morning. Thanks that uh, we are able to be together, even on Zoom. I, I pray that um, all the tools that you've given us in this season, that we can use them um, to, to be attentive to what you're doing in, in our lives, um, individually and as a church, for this the, the directory, for Word of the Year, for the sermon series coming up on the way of Jesus. Uh, for our groups that will be relaunching shortly. All of these things, Lord, we, we want them uh, to be leveraged uh, for good in our community. I, I pray, too, that you would um, help us to be compassionate towards ourselves and, and to look to you who are so compassionate with us. You're much more patient with us than we are with ourselves. And that we'll be able to look back and, and see the growth in our lives through this year, 2022. Thanks. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. This teaching was recorded in partnership between Tallgrass Community Church and The Well. For more resources like this, visit tallgrass.church and thewellmhk.com.